0: Well, today on Science with Simi, we are going to introduce you to a very exceptional person. I mean, what does it take to be a cancer researcher? How do you help the world to learn more about leukemia or breast cancer? Well, somebody that we're going to introduce you to knows all about this. It's Dr. Connie Eaves. Get this, Dr. Eaves has been doing this for 45 years And she was one of, if not the first employee at the BC Cancer Agency. She's their longest tenured employee that they have there. Uh, So think about all the changes that she has seen during that time. And she is an exceptional researcher, too. She's being honoured this week as one of Chatelaine's Women of the Year. We had a chance to chat with her about her exceptional career. Well, Dr. Eves, thank you so much for joining us to talk about this. First of all, congratulations on being named one of Chatelaine's Women of the Year.
1: Thank you so much. It is actually a total surprise
0: and um, wonderful. How can you say total surprise, Dr. Eves? Come on, look at some of the work that you have been doing for years. Uh, Tell us a bit about that. What have you been working on?
1: Well, first of all, let me say that I think it is fabulous. And I did not know that Chatelain actually was a promulgator of uh, recognizing science. And I think that is so great because... Uh I don't actually read Chatelaine um, because I'm not working in in spheres where that magazine is uh, is on display but I know a lot of women do and it's a great way to communicate. Uh so the rest of your question was uh what was it actually recognizing I think yes. if I recall. Yes. Uh, so our group um and it's a group it's you know I'm I'm the leader of it, uh, although my husband and I actually worked together for half a century. Um, So it's a bigger group than just what I lead. Uh, Our group has focused since the beginning on trying to understand normal cells that can become cancerous, both in the blood and then uh, about 20 years ago, I also started working on breast. And then the actual process by which the malignant transformation occurs and uh, so we're very busy in the latter part now but you can't tell whether a cell is abnormal if you don't know what the normal cell uh, is like uh, that it comes from so these things uh, are very important to do in parallel and we are uh, well known for having made major advances in both of those areas, even to the point of suggesting a treatment in one kind of leukemia, which uh, was actually trialed here in Vancouver, uh, and then got superseded by more advanced uh, treatments uh, that came along uh, subsequently. And, and now we're trying to do the same thing in breast cancer.
0: Now, I understand, Dr. Eves, you're also the BC Cancer Agency's longest-serving employee with 45 years of experience. Can you tell us about some of the changes that you've seen during that time? What kind of medical advances have been made during your time in the in the, in the the business?
1: So, uh, you can imagine that in half a century, yeah. uh, there have been huge changes in many, many areas, uh, both science and Uh, The application of scientific advances um, in, in cancer treatment, cancer diagnosis, the whole revolution of understanding genes and identifying them has been a huge step forward, our ability to isolate cells, to image cells. In people, all the whole imaging, MRI, PET scanning, all that, that those are huge advances. They're not ones that I use on a scientific basis, but in terms of clinical uh, medicine, the, um, the concept of using bone marrow transplants was just coming on scene when we started um, back in the 1970s, and now it's... Uh, very widely practiced, the use of uh, growth factors to promote recovery of blood cells is now routine in many patient populations. That was all a product of uh, laboratories studying what are those factors, learning how to purify them, and uh, turning them into treatment uh, products. So many, many, many areas, the whole revolution in um, computers, um, so that we have communication, we can transfer clinical information instantaneously, reports, um, people's files, uh, scientific discoveries, we can communicate with people all over the world, you know, in minutes. These are all huge advances. that have revolutionized the speed and the and the um, complexity with which we can uh, investigate new things and apply them
0: but a cancer diagnosis, if you 'd gotten that forty five years ago versus getting a cancer diagnosis now, I would imagine all the work that you've done in that field and others it's a very different thing to get that diagnosis today, isn't it
1: It definitely is but we still have a long way to go um many cancers are now the survival is prolonged but the but the result for people is not so wonderful so we we still need huge revolutions in how we can learn how to treat people so that there are not the toxicities that are still prevalent in many cancers and some cancers still very bad uh, so just, we We still got lots of work ahead of
0: us. Yeah, I'm sure we do. You talked about women and science. Do you feel that's an area now getting more recognition?
1: Oh, I think that's huge. Uh, you know, the, the last few years, this has become a, a major um, focus of attention. And although in my earlier stages, I, I wasn't so concerned with promoting women in science, it's obvious now that um, those of us who have had a track record in that area as women can do a lot, not just mentoring in our own communities but standing up and pointing out the deficiencies and the uh, need for accelerating opportunities and inspiring younger uh, young kids for that matter to realize that they can they can stand up and have it all.
0: What keeps you curious? And then obviously with research and what you're doing, there's questions that you're trying to answer, but what is it that keeps you curious? What questions are you still looking to get answered?
1: Well, you know, you could say I never grew up. Um, <laughs> we're born curious. And um, the idea of, of finding out something that you you never knew before is is just intoxicating. And I often make the analogy, it's like exploring, it's like climbing a mountain. You get to the top and you see more mountains. You just want to climb more mountains. You don't sort of sit there and gloat over the fact that you climbed a mountain. Of course, there is a very brief transient reward for having achieved a major undertaking and maybe even found something you didn't expect to find. But it just really whets your appetite to keep going
0: you've also said that one of the most important things in your career that you've really valued is uh, mentoring other scientists, in particular women scientists. How do you do that? How do you decide that, okay, I'm going to work with these people. I'm going to help them along.
1: Well, in the kind of research that I do, it's mostly done by having trainees who come in with very little knowledge or understanding of, of where the problems really are. They just can't know enough when they start. Uh, they have a broad educational basis. They have a desire to, as I did when I was a young trainee, to, to contribute and understand and, and explore in, in an area that would have an impact, but, but they don't know very much. So there's a huge training uh, process that starts after you graduate from university uh, with a bachelor's degree, and usually takes you know close to ten years before you really become independent and able to direct your own uh, your own research program. So the people that I've trained in the lab have usually been here for anywhere from three to eight years. So we become very close, and it's. A difficult process. You know, it's, as I often say, it's all about failure. If, If it wasn't about failure, you would be working on problems that we already knew the answers to and somebody else would have done it. So there's a lot of trauma involved and a need for team support and team interaction. So we become like families and Uh, after you've trained people for 10, 20, 30 years, they are grown up, they're running their own labs, they remain in the family. So I have, you know, a family of 100 people now. (laughs) Um, It's a wonderful situation to be in. Uh, And I feel very strongly about using uh, what I can to... Uh, endow people with uh, hope and, and confidence and curiosity and principles of rigor so that they can fulfill their dreams to contribute.
0: Well, Dr. Eves, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: It's been a real pleasure talking to you, and I hope the message goes out.
0: Oh, it certainly does. How inspiring is she? That's Dr. Connie Eves, co-founder of BC Cancer's Terry Fox Laboratory, and she's one of Chatelaine's Women of the Year. What a great tribute to her work and everything she's done.